Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. With so much pandemic all the time, it can be easy to forget that we've got a presidential election coming up. But it's worth remembering that our current president and his presumptive opponent are vulnerable to the coronavirus. Donald Trump and Joe Biden are both in their 70s. And here in the U.S., it appears that COVID-19 is killing more men than women. Which prompted Joanne Dupree to send us this question. Hi, my name is Joanne Dupree, and I live in Springfield, Vermont. And my question is, what happens if Joe Biden is incapacitated or dies, either from COVID-19 or any number of other problems? Thank you. This is one of those questions that seemed destined for our colleague Bob Kinzel. He's VPR's senior political reporter, and every once in a while, he too answers listener questions in a segment called Ask Bob. So we passed Joanne's question over to Bob, and he answered it on the air. And now we want to share it with you. Welcome to a bonus episode of Brave Little State. What happens if a presidential candidate dies? Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Bob talked about Joanne's question with our colleague Mitch Wortlieb. Here's their conversation. Mitch, this is one of the most interesting questions that we've ever gotten, because in some cases there are definite answers, and in some cases there aren't. So let's look at the easiest part of the question. What happens if Joe Biden dies before the Democratic National Convention, which is now scheduled for August? It would be up to the delegates at the convention to select a new nominee. It's thought that Biden's selection of a vice presidential candidate would be considered the front runner, but other candidates could try to make their case to the delegates. In the end, the candidate who receives a majority of delegate votes will be declared the Democratic presidential nominee. Let's take that a step further, though, Bob. What happens if a party's presidential nominee dies between the convention and Election Day? This is still pretty straightforward, Mitch. If this happens, the national political committees would meet and select a new nominee. Now, if the death took place in October, a number of states would have already started early voting, including Vermont, where early voting starts 45 days before an election. But it's thought that this really wouldn't be a problem because voters in November are technically voting for a slate of electors, not a specific candidate. So a vote for the candidate who died would be transferred to the party's replacement candidate. Now, if this happened, let's say, a week before the election, Congress does have the authority to reschedule the election to allow time for a new candidate to be deselected. 
No presidential candidate has ever died in this time period, but one vice presidential candidate did. It was 1912, then Republican Vice President James Sherman died in late October, just before the election. And I should mention, Mitch, that he was the first vice president to fly in an airplane and the first to throw out the first pitch at a baseball game. Because of that timing, he was not replaced on the ticket with President William Howard Taft. That vacancy became a moot point when Woodrow Wilson won the election. So many variables. And, you know, this seems like more than just a what if, Bob, because of all, you know, all the concern over COVID-19 right now. It doesn't seem like such a remote possibility. And again, of course, there is the age of these candidates. Uh, President Trump is in his 70s and uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, even older, he's 78 uh, I believe if he was elected president, then on the day that he was inaugurated, he would be the oldest president ever elected in this country. So these are these are definite concerns. Um, what does happen, Bob, when a party's presidential nominee dies between Election Day in early November and the meeting of the Electoral College in mid-December? Mitch, we are now headed into uncharted waters that can probably only be resolved by the U.S. Supreme Court. Here's why. Different states have different rules regarding how electors can vote. Now, some states like Vermont require the electors to vote for the winning candidate. You have to. But that person is now dead. So what do you do? Some states allow electors to vote for somebody else. It almost never happens, but it could legally. And as a side note, the U.S. Supreme Court is actually reviewing a case right now about whether or not a state can bind its electors. Now, if the electors were not bound to vote for the winning candidate, they were they would be free to vote for whoever they wanted to. And it's interesting, Mitch, in 1872, Democratic presidential candidate Horace Greeley died between the election and the meeting of the Electoral College in mid-December. He only won a couple of states, and some electors did vote for Greeley. Some did not. But when Congress met in January of 1873 to certify the Electoral College votes, they threw out all the votes for Greeley because he was a dead candidate. Again, it was a moot point because President Grant was reelected that year. Bob, this is all somewhat mind-boggling. It really is, all these what-ifs. Let me just add one more twist, possible twist to this situation. Let's say a party's nominee dies between the meeting of the Electoral College in mid-December and then the Senate vote in early January that confirms that Electoral College vote. What happens then? Mitch, if this happens, everything is up for grabs. Now, here's why. The 20th Amendment says if the president-elect dies before beginning his or her term, then the vice president-elect is chosen. That seems pretty straightforward, but... There's a legal debate over when a person actually becomes, quote, president-elect. Does it happen after the Electoral College votes in December or after Congress certifies the Electoral College vote in early January? And at this point, the U.S. Supreme Court would be asked to step in and then rule on that issue. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This episode was produced by Sam Gale Rosen, Bob Kinzel, and Mitch Wortlieb. Engineering support from John Billingsley. If you have a question, you can ask it anytime at bravelittlestate.org. 
While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter and vote on the question you want us to tackle next. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at BraveStateVT. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio, and we have support from the VPR Innovation Fund. I'm Angela Evansy. We'll be back soon. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.